You know, I, this week I would like to explain <clears throat> concept <clears throat> of Pinchas became Eliyahu Pinchas is Eliyahu according to the Madrash, according to most authorities. Pinchas never imagined. Pinchas never died, and Pinchas became Eliyahu Hanavi. So this is a question that everyone asks. How is it that Pinchas, you know, like simple, you know, he was a son of a loser, a koyin, should have the merit that he should not die. Not only should not die, but he plays an incredible role amongst us Jews. Elian Novi often makes miracles for people. Elian Novi is in charge. The Torah should not be forgotten. As the Zoyer explains, whenever they, you know, often there was disputes and he would help out, he would make sure the Torah being taught. The entire Kabbalistic teachings comes that if Shimon Bayechui was learning from Eliyahu the Rizal, learned from Eliyahu the Bar Shem Tev, everything is based on the teachings. And even more so, Mashiach will come after the announcement of Eliyahu We need Eliyahu to come to announce the Mashiach. Otherwise, it seems like it's not going to happen. So this is a question everyone everyone asks me all the time. So I want to explain something very, very, very important to understand what happened over here and really the greatness of Pinchas. So I, the truth is that this question, there's a, the Or HaChaim Alatoyde asked the question. One of the great commentaries in the, was a Svardi and a great Baal who was uh, the same time as the Baal Shem Tev. And the Baal Shem Tev and his encouragement, the Hasidim learned the Arachaim. Because the Baal Shem Tev said that the Arachaim had a spark of Mashiach. He had a nitzitz of Mashiach. He says an incredible, profound thing. He points out that in the Chumash, after Hashem says to Pinchas, you are going to give a Brisholon, a covenant of peace. That means most of commentaries learn covenant peace means that he's going to live forever. And not only he's going to live forever, you know that when the Moel does the bris, he makes a huge announcement, Malach Habris, Samcheni, the Malach Habris is Eliyahu Novi. Eliyahu Novi comes almost to every bris. Imagine, it's an amazing thing. So the Pesach says, after he gave them this great blessing, the Torah the says, and the name of the person, Shem Ishisul, the name of the person, Hamika Ashehika, who was killed, was Zimri Ben Soli. The name of the lady was Kosvi Basur. So everyone is asking the simple question. It seems from the Torah, it's right, I'm writing the story. And by the way, I forgot to tell you the name. This is the names. The Torah doesn't work that way. You know, I forgot that there was a mission. I put a star. All of a sudden, after Hashem, you know, gives the, all the great gifts of Pinchas, the Torah says, all of a sudden, you know, the name of the person that he killed was, and the name of the lady. 
So Archaim says a very simple, profound pshat. You're going to all wonder why we see merit it with such a merit. Moshe Rabbeini begged Hashem that he shouldn't die. You know that Moshe Rabbeini cried bitterly and begged. He, he prayed 515 tefillahs uh, uh, that he shouldn't, uh, he should go into his, he shouldn't die. They said no. And according to one medrash, he says, why can't I not be like Pinchas? Hashem said no. So what was Pinchas? Got this incredible gift. So you have to understand what really happened over here. There was this guy, Pinchas, and he saw what was going on. What happened was that the Nossi of Shevet Shimon got up and he went and he grabbed a lady, dragged, and who is this lady? A princess, a daughter of Tzur, who was one of the kings. Some learned that she was the daughter of Balak, not just anyone. She was a princess. So he drags her to Moshe Rabbeini, and with such chutzpah, he says, if this, can I sleep with her? And he says, no. Oh, and how come your wife is the daughter of Midian? You know, whoa. And, um, and so it, with, with this incredible chutzpah, and it did, so Pinchas got up, and they went into, they went into the private room to do what they were going to do, and Pinchas killed them. Because what it says, if a person sleeps with a non-Jewish girl in public, that's called public, doesn't have to be on stage, that everyone knows what, Yelada killed them. And the Gemara has an incredible amount of miracles that happened. Many, many miracles. But you have to remember, to, you, a person could learn something and you dwell on the teaching, but have the guts, the courage to do it, very few people have the courage. Pinchas had the enormous courage. And not only have the courage, he put his life on the line. He knew that this is a, 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 a prince, and she's a princess. He's the head of Shevet Shimon. And they're not going to sit quiet. According to some opinions, they really wanted to hurt Pinchas. To some opinion, and the 24,000 people who died are the ones who wanted to hurt him. That's some opinion. Some opinions disagree with that. But he knew that he is in danger. But he said, for the sake of Claudiusel, to save the Claudiusel, that you know, to stop this terrible thing, he went and he did this. You need, you need an enormous amount of strength, courage to come and do it. And this is why he was to such an incredible. Hashem says also very clearly. Hashem points out, he calmed my anger down. Heshiv es chamasi. I've often said this, that Hashem has no anger. Hashem is not a moody person. We are very moody. Hashem is not moody. He's not with moods. He is one with his wisdom, with everything. He's one, 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 which is beyond, beyond anyone's comprehension what Hashem really is. It's not like, you know, he made us moody, and we, in our picture, we see we get punished. We say, oh, that's the wrath of Hashem. But in reality, Hashem is not. But he does display things 
that we should learn. Which, which, so he says, Hashem said, I'm so happy he took my anger away. I often said to people that, you know, sometimes a person does something that's not so kosher. And he says, you know, I shouldn't have done it. But it was good. I once said the story over here. A guy come into shul and a guy's eating a lace potato chip. And the guy goes over to him and says, you know, this is not kosher. I mean, it's lace potato chip. No, 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 this is not the one that's kosher. Take a look, it doesn't have OU. It looks, it doesn't have OU. So the guy says, do you know why it doesn't have OU? This has cheese in it. The guy says, I was wondering why it was so delicious. He said, I didn't realize. But I always tell people when a person gets angry, that's he gets really angry at someone who really deserved his wrath. Noma says, you know, I shouldn't have got angry, but it was delicious getting angry. You know what I mean? It was, uh, or you get into an argument. He says, I know I'm not supposed to argue, but what can I do? It was great to argue. No one who gets into an argument, gets into a anger, says it's sweet, it's geschmack. You know, I know I shouldn't have done it, but it was good. Here, the anger feeling and the negative feeling has a very de- uh, terrible impact on, on a person's feelings and everything. Kavayochal Hashem said, taught us, Pinchas calmed my anger down. Heishiv eschamosi. Kavayochal, it doesn't mean literally, because we don't know what it means, but the Hashem always wants, Kavayochal wants to be in a happy disposition. You know, if he wants us to be happy, there's no question Hashem is happy. He tells us to be happy, but it, it's, not, it's wrong to say Hashem is happy because it's not a, a, it's beyond our comprehension what this means. It's like saying the sun was in a good mood and a bad mood. You know, you can't, it's, moods only apply to us humans with, the, with emotions, with the psyche, and it doesn't apply to the creator of the universe, but the way we see it and perceive it, this was a great thing. That means that the Hashem says the greatness of Pinchas was two great things. That he had the incredible courage to do what he did. And not only have the courage to do what he did, he calmed me down. So we learn from this how important is if you calm Hashem down, how important to calm yourself down. I said this in Shul this week. I says the part of our avoider is to, we all get agitated. And we all get angry. There's no one who does not get annoyed. That life does not exist this way. I always tell people, not made out of plastic. We get annoyed, and we have feelings, and people hurt us, sometimes indirectly, sometimes directly, sometimes a mistake. We are humans. The trick of us is, is to bring good feelings to the situation. Don't overreact. Use your intellect and say, yes, I am annoyed. And I am angry and I am hurt. But now, what do I do? How do I communicate? And what, how would I calm down? Like telling yourself, first of all, always tell yourself that it's Bashed. Doesn't mean I'm not hurt. It's Bashed that I was hurt. Second, you look at the picture. What, what I want to gain? What happened? See, that, I mentioned this a few weeks ago. That when Klavi saw the Chet Maraglim, that Rabban explains, that they lost themselves for a moment. That is humans. You get nervous. The, the, this giant there, and, and uh, who knows what to do. The, the, Moshe Beni tells them, you should have calmed yourself down. Calm yourself. Hashem is great. He took us out of Mitzrayim. He made miracles in Mitzrayim. Made Kriyas Yamsev. 
as we say, feed yourself encouraging thoughts. Now, sometimes you get hurt. The trick is now not to act on the feelings, on the hurt, because that's humans are, especially we get feelings take over us, is to bring your intellect and say, okay, now what? I am very hurt. First of all, I always tell myself, first I say, remember, everything's bashed. That's the first thing. And second, I tell myself, I try to look at the whole picture. You know, did they mean to hurt me? What was behind this? Am I just too sensitive? What should I do if I'm right? I'm 100% right. How do I go about it? How do I communicate it? This is what, this is what Hashem wants from us. This is, uh, it's, we all, see, we all get hurt. I tell this to young couples when they get married. There's no way that you're not going to hurt each other. So beginning with not even realizing what it means that you're hurt because you were ignored and you said something that you were sensitive. This, it's, it's impossible. It takes a lifetime to get to know your spouse. It takes years to know what hurts them, what doesn't hurt them. The trick is to communicate. So if you're hurt, just say, I am hurt. I, you know, but and anything doesn't have to be your spouse. It could be something in life, a neighbor or sister-in-law or someone your boss. And you have to look at the whole picture and to focus, not just to act out of you know the feelings. Wait, well, well, the first thing is, yeah, that's for sure, but, yeah, yeah, but, that's true. Yeah, there's no, right, but the question, yes, the question, yeah, 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 but that's, you're right, no one is disagreeing with you. Everything, yes, Every, but the truth is, let me explain something. Be, let's begin. When someone, the Rabban says this, and the Raman both say this, if someone, Ruvain, killed Shimon in the middle of the year. So the Ramban says, we as Jews believe that it was destined that Shimon must die. It didn't have to be Reuben, Reuben to kill him. No, no, well, the Rabban doesn't say that to no, it is that Ruvain, Shimon who died, the Shoshana was a decree that Shimon must die. And I said the story, a famous story with the Vision of after the war. The Vision of after the war was trying, Chaim Meir, so he was trying to get people, the, the Romanian boys after the war, you know, they were lost and some became not religious. So one came in and he said to the Rebbe, Rebbe, put on film for me. So the Rebbe, so uh, he asked the Rebbe, you know, how should I put on film? You know, tries him, put, takes his hand, and the guy goes and gives him a patch, the Rebbe, and runs out. So the Rebbe said like this, that I deserve a patch? That's clear. How did he know that I deserve the patch? That's what I want to know. How did he know that I deserve the patch? Now, he was a tzaddik, and the moment realized that everything's bashed. When we get hurt, 
That is bashit. You know, he has no right to hurt you. He has to ask forgiveness to hurt you. And he caused damage. He has to pay. If he killed someone, he's, he, he deserved the death penalty as a murderer. But it, what happens to us, but that's not the focus. My focus is, so when we get hurt, sometimes people go out of, you know, we're allowed to be hurt when humans. But sometimes when we only work on the feelings, we make it so global that it's unbelievable. So it's like it, it, you're hurt, but it becomes like as a rabbi, you see this sometimes, yes, a person hurt you. Yes, it was deliberate. I have a case. But if you take the whole thing into, into, in, into a box, it's tolerable. We can work it out, sit down. You know, I'm dealing with a case where a guy did a big shtick to someone. I don't go into details, but the guy was so angry. I says, calm down. You could call him to Dintaita if he doesn't want to call you go to a court. It's, it's, it, I find sometimes when people get hurt, it, it consumes, I think the word in English, it consumes the whole day. It, it's like on their mind 24-7. Instead of like trying to deal with the hurt, just saying, you know, call the person up, you know, I am very hurt. I jokingly, it works on my shalom bias. I've said this in public more than once for many, many, many years, Baruch Hashem, whenever I feel like my wife is, uh, you know, not doing what I asked or whatever, I always tell her, you know, I'm the last one on the list. And she says to me, no, no, no. And she says, no, looks like I'm the last one on the list. This came, this came about... I once asked her, she's very good on the computers, and I asked my wife to get me an aisle seat. You know, being very tall, it's very difficult to fly. And I come home, and she didn't do it. I knew if I would say, how come you didn't do it? She would tell me, what do you think I was fiddling with my thumbs? I think I wasn't there. I didn't say nothing. I said to her, looks like I'm the last one on your list. She looked at me, chas v'sholam, dropped everything, <laughs> got on the computer. I felt good. I felt good. I was able to express myself. I was hurt. Because when we get hurt, it's not the seat. I was so hurt. It's not the seat. Let's, I'll be honest. If I don't have an aisle seat, I mean, I'm going to fly. It's just a little uncomfortable. The hurt wasn't the seat. Let's, let me be honest with myself. Great, you know, it wasn't that she didn't get me the seat. It was just like, it seemed like I was not important. So I, instead of getting into the whole argument, it says, look, I know, it looks like I'm, no, you're very, you're, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm very important, but you have a list, and I'm the last one on the list. So you cannot, you know, that's addressing the situation. Instead of taking the pain and the anger and making it enormous, a global issue, people call it, like, um, and it's, that's what the, see, even by Hashem, he was so happy that Pinchas took away any, Anger. A person has a mitzvah to calm himself down. We all get angry. The Chazal say Moshe Ben Yosef got angry. And he was the most humble person on earth who ever lived. We are not made out of paper. We get hurt and we get angry. This is, this is part of life. The trick is when you get angry is to calm yourself down. And the biggest calm yourself down, the first thing is you tell yourself, it is bashet. Uh, the person does deserve my uh, words and, you know, to iron it out and confront them and say, you know, I was really hurt. That's not the question. The question is to make sure that the anger does not become global. One of the Rishonim say that the brothers 
But Yosef also made, they saw something unfair and they made it this global situation. Like the father favored him and they thought that who knows what, that he's rebelling and, and, and he's going to cause them to die. You know, when you are very angry, you fantasize a lot worse than really it is. We all have experiences, myself. When you get really angry, you think that, you know, I once had someone come to me, he says to me, a oh, person who's uh, my age, I'm hiring a private guard. And he tells me, what, you know, I had a, a run with a, with a brother-in-law. And I said, so what, is your brother-in-law violent? You gotta run in, you're gonna calm down, he's gonna, and, and I said, why are you getting a guard in front of your house? And it, it, a few days later, he calls me up. He said, my brother-in-law wasn't even as, as angry as I was. And he was a very intelligent person, a very successful businessman, and very wealthy. Sometimes the anger makes us look, this distorts reality in an incredible way. And the way to do it is the first thing always to tell yourself, there's Hashem, and there's Hashem with us, and there's a reason this happened. Let me confront, yeah, you a person had a free choice, but let's confront it and not wallow in the anger and the pain. You see how the Rebbein says, Pinchas became such Pinchas because he took Hashem's anger away. Heishiv es chamosi. I mean, it's very clear that what he says. Took my anger from Albanay so bekanes kenusi b'seicham. That's for sure, I tell. Yeah, they have someone who, yeah, there are people, that's for sure. person has to protect himself. If you have someone, we all have someone in the family who doesn't know boundaries. We all, every, I would joke about it, every family has someone who knows, doesn't have boundaries. That's incredibly important. Yeah, I have in my, my family, I have, uh, um, and I'm being taped, be careful what I say, but, uh, you know, who I, I put, as a young man already, I have my boundaries, I don't get into conversations because everything I say will be distorted, and I just smile, and how are you? You're my favorite so-and-so, and, -so, and uh, this, who do you want to talk to? What do you want? You know, it's no question. You have to be a person, there are people who are difficult, not people who, who vote, you know, always, Anger in you that people know how to get to you. In Yiddish, we say to your kishkes, to your guts. But the trick is, to, that's true. You build a boundary. You don't let yourself be so vulnerable. That is, that is true. So, let me just say the passion. Pinchas became a Leon Novi. And Eliyahu Novi's job, as I mentioned, is Eliyahu Novi's job is his his great missions of Eliyahu is to make sure that the Torah does not get forgotten. Let me tell you interesting Gemara, just to say a, a, a very profound Gemara. Gemara says the one time I, I didn't look it up, but a Papa I think the name was was uh, selling baskets. Imagine he was an Amoida, he was so poverty-stricken, and he was selling, he had a very good, very handsome guy, and he came to this 
governor's house and trying to sell baskets, and she asked him to sin, and she wouldn't let him out. So he says he's got to use the facility, and he went onto the roof, and he was going to commit suicide, jump off the roof. And Elyonovi came swooping and caught him. So Elyonovi tells him, you know what you made me do? You made me travel 400 parses to catch you. So he says to Elyonovi, yes, do you know why? You don't give me panosa. Make sure I have panosa. I wouldn't have to do it. So he says, Elyonovi gave him panosa. So Elyonovi is in charge for the help the great Sadiqim. And mostly, the Zoyed explains it, is to help in the darkness of our gullus. He's in charge to make sure the Torah keeps burning, the fire of Torah. That was what the Rizal learned and most of the teaching of the Rizal from Elyonovi. And the same thing with the Baal Shem Tov, and I imagine the Tanya and Rahman. There was the great, they saw, sometimes with all the souls too, sometimes the Baal Shem Tov said that the soul of Echia HaShiloini, Achia Shiloini was the Rebbe of Elyonovi, would come and teach him Torah. But this was Elyonovi's job, is to come to make sure the Torah is not going to be forgotten. And you know what his job is going to be? To bring peace in the world. Bris Sholom, before Mashiach comes, do you know why? Everyone asked the question, while well, he killed two people, he brought peace, he calmed Kavayoch Hashem down, took the anger, and made it's just a muscle in our, in our perception that Hashem found peace. Since this is what you do, I'll send Eliyoi to be the peacemaker. See, Sholem is a very difficult thing. The proof is very few people live a peaceful life. It's not easy. It's work. It's, you know, it's a hard work to make sure you get along with your spouse and your children. And it's work. We tell this to people, it's work to make sure you have shalom and, and to understand each other and to appreciate each other and respect each other. But Eliyahu Novi is going to be the one that before Mashiach comes, the Gemara says he's not. He's going to make peace among everyone. There'll be such great peace. The Pasik says that a lion, it's a marshal, a lion will lay down with a sheep and a bear with a goat. And it's a marshal, like, you know, the... Um, that there be such shalom because shalom is quite difficult. Some people don't like shalom. Yeah, well, no, 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 well, well, let's see what Mashiach does. Yes, Mashiach will be able to do that too. We'll be able to show them, put them into the place. But you know, sh- shalom, it, it truthfully is, is quite difficult. For many people, many people, you know, if you know until we say shalom. Shalom is the gematria of Esav. So the Balami Kabbalim say that there is people who have, like Esav, who hate peace. There are people, I'm sure you, you know, people who love when there is fighting going on in the family. There are people, in Yiddish, there's a saying that he knows how to stir the pot. The Kochlef always saying Yiddish. I mean, there are people which every, we all know that they love to bring gossip and one to another and likes when people are fighting and enjoys it. And there are people who are real troublemakers. And history, there was known to be many big fights that started amongst the Hasidim. It was known to be troublemakers. There are people who, who love Machoikis. That's the Klippis Esav. 
And the clipper, the Kedusha is, the side of the Kedusha is to harn. Oyev Shulam, Roydev Shulam. You should first love peace. If you love peace, you'll get the peace. See, the Pasik, the Mishnah doesn't say, run after Shalom. The first thing the Mishnah teaches us, love peacefulness. Because when you love peacefulness, you would get there. Like I joke, I tease always people, if you, you're not married, you're not married because you don't want to get married yet. The day you're going to want to get married, it's going to happen. It's not going to happen tomorrow, but it'll happen. The day you want, you love peace, the more you love peace, the more you'll find peace in your life. In, 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 but in Shalom, especially is that way, because you must embrace calmness and peacefulness. Then you will be able to, you know, when people disagree, able to disagree in a respectful way, in a calm way. Yes. Yeah, that means, so the, the reason, like the Balaam Kibun explained, the, the Shalom, and the opposite of Shalom is Soine Shalom, the Pasig and Tillam. I mean, Esau liked Achar Bechotichia. Let me say a story. One of my, one of my stepdaughter wasn't, wasn't well, and I went with her to a big doctor. And I never forget this. And the doctor says to us, No, we see you in months and month. We won't be able to see us next month. I say, Why? He said, I'm going to Vegas. Okay, let me say, I'm going to watch a uh, boxing match. My jaws dropped. <laughs> he was a secular doctor, a sweet, calm guy. And then I went asking people, you know, what, what is the, you know, I didn't realize that it's just, at first I didn't know it was so expensive. I thought he was going to, you know, stay or no. Guy explained to me then that it was it's $6,000 a seat. And there are people who, who love other people fight. I, you know, people tell me in sports, when two players get into a fight, there's more cheers than the home run and then whatever it's called, uh, whatever it's called, the goal or whatever. Why is that? People like, I'm not going to fight. I don't want to bloody, but I love a good fight. I love when people, you know, the football, they, they pile on top of each other. The guy tackles them. You know, people like, there's a part of the Yitzhahara who's so in the shalom, the opposite. So the Mishnah says, Love peace. You should instill yourself, infuse yourself. Oh, you have shalom. And one of the ways to do this really is by meditating. You know that people meditate, not even breast level meditation. I met someone, he was secular till recently. He, he had a meditation, a totally secular meditation where they focus on the breathing. And at first I met him, I, I said, wow, this guy is a peaceful guy. And I asked him, do you meditate? And he said, yes. How did you know? You can't be so peaceful unless you meditate. You know, it's, it really, it calms a person down. It doesn't, when things happen, you don't lose yourself. But that's the power of meditation because when, I always tell people, depression and anger comes uninvited. The doors are locked. There's a big lock on the door. How did anger get into my house? How did depression sneak right up to me? It doesn't, he comes uninvited. So the only way, if you have a self-awareness, you realize, oh, I am really depressed today. Oh, I'm really in an angry mood. I'm really annoyed. That's the only way we become aware of ourselves. Yes.
Can I share something? I may But can I share something with you? Yeah, but can let, let, so let me just share something. Unfortunately, my wife, since she had the operation, suffers also from this. She's always cold. Imagine it's the summer, and my wife. This is part of the what is it called? The part of the. Baruch Hashem, she's alive and she's uh, well. But that's part of the having a heart transplant for some reason. <clears throat> I don't know what it is, and. Uh, but she, when people ask her, she's dressed warm, she makes a, uh, how do you say in English, uh, makes it into humor, and she jokes about it, uh, makes light of it, and has, makes a good joke. But yeah, but she doesn't get hurt. But, yeah, but I watch my wife, instead of taking herself personally, she makes a joke and she laughs with her friends. She, yesterday, the air condition was very not cold, and she was wearing a scarf, and, you know, she always has showers with people visiting. You know, she has a hard time walking. And her friends came, and she made a big joke out of it, and they were all laughing. See, it, it, that keep, keep, when a person puts things in perspective, says, they're not out to hurt me. They just, you know, wow, you're sitting with a scarf, you know, a knitted scarf you're sitting. It's, it's, it, takes, it takes time. The more a person is aware of their feelings, the easier is for them to calm themselves down than others. But it takes time. It takes a lot of time just to calm yourself down. And, you know, to, to, and people, I, I always tell to people, no one gets up in the morning and it says, L'shem yichid, I'm going to hurt five people today. People get up in the morning are not thoughtful, not sensitive, don't realize, they didn't get, go by and says, right today I have five people to hurt. I'm on a mission. People are silly, like you said, insensitive, sometimes stupid, but it's never, how I tolerate, you know, a rabbi has to tolerate a lot of criticism, but I tell myself, it's, you know, uh, it's, it's probably someone else also will get the same criticism. Anyways, I just want all of you is, is to take time for yourself. There's nothing that's so powerful to make, you know, you know, someone showed me an article, I heard about it, but I just read this article. People meditate, have live longer because the heart suffers less. Stress causes the, a heart attack. This is an amazing, I never knew this. That, that stress and being so agitated has an incredible effect on the heart. They showed uh, um, studies, people meditate just uh, not even a lot, just 15 minutes a day, even less than that turn to be much calmer. You are much, much calmer. So, as every Sunday I say to all of you, try to put a fake smile on your face. It really, really works. I'm telling you, I've seen by myself, someone told me, someone exactly told me that it was going through a tough time. You remember what I'm saying, I put up a smile, a fake smile. So it really helps. Because we do, as nature, we don't like to smile. It doesn't make a difference how blessed we are. People, the natural thing is not to be happy. The proof there is, ask how many people know someone who smiles all the time? You go around, your family, your friends, your acquaintances, a handful of people. So anyway, so I hope all of you will be smiling. One day, try just Sunday. 
bluff, you smile the whole day. You know, you see how it really, really works. Okay.